Welcome to the Podglomerate. For everything that you were too afraid to ask at home, too embarrassed to ask at school, or was just too hard to ask your partner, welcome to the Sex Wrap. Hey everybody, and welcome back to The Sex Wrap. You're here today with your favorite internet sex experts, Spring and Andrew, answering questions that you've submitted about sex, about relationships, about love and romance, about STD, really about anything, and we love and to chat with you. about and. three ways. And about three ways, yeah. <laughs> so, um, over the last four or five years, um, Spring and I have had two episodes about three ways, like help, and then three ways one or help my partner wants to have a three way and then three ways 101 rules for successful three ways and even though we have those two out there we are still getting many 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 questions um and i really like what today's question is for three ways right uh the other questions were much more oh no what's going on and today is the question what should my first threesome be like what should my first three-way be like? And, you know, people love to ask us questions about threesomes, and our threesome episodes are some of our most popular episodes. So we are excited to do our third threesome episode, which I think uh, is a hat trick. I don't know what a hat trick is, but I think that's a thing that people say when there's three of something, right? I think it's a hockey reference, right? <laughs> I think it's when the same person gets three goals and I, I I used to hang out with some lesbian friends of mine who would love going to hockey. Um, and I went with them to hockey and I had fun because of, you know, like f- collegiality and food and drinks. But um, the actual sport ball game, I was not the biggest fan of. But no, a hat trick has been the same person gets three goals. Great. Well, this is our threesome hat trick right here. We are here to talk about threesomes for a third time. And yeah, today we're shifting the focus a little bit on what you should expect going into your first threesome. Um, And definitely uh, check out those other two episodes. Episode 78 is if um, your partner wants a three-way and you're like, ah, I don't know what to do. 78. And if you just want all all the best practices and like what are all the ways to set up the perfect threesome that's the threesome 101 episode episode 143 definitely check that one out and today we're going to talk about what you can expect how how will it feel for you what will your first threesome really be like and there's going to be a lot of variety into what it actually feels like but Spring and I can both tell you with relative confidence that the first threesome that you're a part of is not likely to be a perfectly magical experience, you're probably going to have to dig through quite a lot of anxiety and guilt and shame and jealousy and all of these other peripheral issues that you know make sex worse. Um, So your first one, the very first time, it's probably going to be a little bit messy, but not messy in a way that it isn't survivable and isn't fun. Like Just like last week's episode when we were talking, what should your first time be like with sex, like ever, or with a new partner, your first three-way hopefully, right, we move you to a point where you're having some fun, doing something different and doing something new. Yeah. And so let's get into it. I am so excited to talk about what will your first threesome be like? And so the first thing that Andrew said last week when we were talking about, you know, what is your first time going to be like, I think is what we want to bring in right here too, is why are you doing this? 
And I hope that the answer is to have some fun. We know the answer is not to make a baby in a threesome, right? (laughs) So we could pretty safely assume that the purpose of your threesome is to have fun. And then we can say, all right, if that's your purpose, let's really carry that forward specifically. Let's say like, this is what we're doing here. And then how are we going to accomplish this? And that fun is really, I mean, when you look at setting up the fun in threesomes, it's different for different kinds of triangles as well. Um, there are some groups that have a very easy time moving into threesomes. Like you can have an MMM, three men who are all bisexual or gay in a threesome. It's pretty easy to set up most of the time. And all of the people there are going to be interested in all of the bodies of all of the people there. So there's no weird hurdle that you sort of like sexual orientation related hurdle you have to overcome to get people in the mood. I I might even say that male, male, male threesomes are probably the easiest ones both to set up and the ones that you're more most likely to have like a good, enjoyable time at the beginning that first time. Like if you've listened to threesome 101 and used some of those rules. Um, so when I think about threesomes, like I'm going to be answering this from like different perspectives, right? So if it's a male, male, male threesome, you're probably pretty good to go. Like, of course, lube and protection and all of those other pieces and have good rule set. Um, but I think like that first time is a lot trickier from other sexed threesomes, right? Most of the time when we look at threesomes, it's a heterosexual sexual man or heterosexual-ish man, like mostly heterosexual straight man with his mostly heterosexual, maybe slightly biflexible female partner. And if they can find it, a bisexual or flexible woman to go with it. And it's a much more difficult circumstance to go through because in that, you know, the two women may kind of be into each other somewhat, but most of the time, it's not going to be you know, sexual orientations where everybody's really attracted to and into the act with all of the various people engaged and involved. So I think it's, it's, it's kind of complicated. What does that first time feel like? And it's different based on what that triangle is, right? So if it's male, 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 pretty easy. If it's female, 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 it's probably pretty easy too. Um, Spring and I were looking. We couldn't find really good statistics on the percentages of like lesbian, lesbian, lesbian threesomes <laughs> outside of pornography, and we're not counting those. Um, <laughs> um, but it's different. So yeah, everything is different depending on the gender of the people involved and the body parts of the people involved and the sexual orientation of the people involved. And some of those things, you know, are just really based in, you know, who you're attracted to and what body parts you're attracted to and then what body parts you want to do sexual things with, right? So sometimes that is um, easier than others to navigate. So for example, if everyone is the same sexual orientation, the same gender, yep, like Andrew said, that'll be easier to navigate. But then also, you know, sometimes people are um, not necessarily bisexual, but maybe, you know, um, interested in exploring things. Um, there's this like very common fantasy of having threesomes and where a lot of people that are in heterosexual relationships want to have threesomes. And they might not necessarily be bisexual at all, but they're still interested in that experience. And and that's totally fine. And that's where we're just talking about, you know, some of these things become a little more difficult when you're trying to say, okay, 
if we invite somebody else in, but I'm not really interested in doing things with them, but I want this other person there, then like, how are we starting to navigate who's doing who with what and making sure that other people don't feel left out and making sure that I'm having a good time and I don't get too uncomfortable. And all of those things that you have to consider become more difficult in some of these other variations of that triad. So the first thing you want to think about is, um, yeah, who who is my partner? Who who are we thinking about having a threesome with? And what are our desires in that threesome? When we're thinking about having somebody that we want to invite in, what what purpose is that going to fulfill besides fantasy, besides fun? Like, and what might that look like? And start to think about what different activities each of you might want to engage with with that other person. I just have to say, if you are a bisexual woman and you are interested in threesomes, you are what they call, we have an episode about unicorns as well, way far back in our past. Um, congratulations. Like you are exactly what people want. I think the risky part though, even for those bisexual women, is that if you're moving into a threesome with people who are both in that exploration phase, there can be a pretty tepid response, right? And by tepid response, like, you know, if one of the person people there is like, doesn't really want to touch or kiss you, it can be really off-putting, even in like the most perfect session or setting as well, right? Like you're a fully bisexual woman, you're going into a threesome, you're excited for some lovely lady kisses and some lovely man kisses. And then the lady kisses aren't really there. She's not really into you or doesn't want to touch you. Like, like it's really complicated. So what should your first time be like, um, is hard for us to answer. So why don't we talk about ideal circumstances and then we'll get to more complicated <laughs> circumstances, right? So, so that um, episode Andrew referenced the "What's a Unicorn" episode is 103, where we talk um, about that elusive or not so elusive bisexual woman that comes in to help out a, a mostly heterosexual couple achieve their dream fairy tale threesome. <laughs> Um, and yeah, so I think often when we're talking about threesomes, um, we are talking about two females and a male, um, though not always. But, I mean, like there are male, male, female um, threesomes as well, but men overall are less flexible, uh, you know, because of gender roles and norms and sex scripts in society. Men are much less likely to be um, flexible, you know, like lightly homoflexible for a threesome than women. Um, women have a lot more freedom overall, and it's a lot more accepted for them, um, both societally and by their more heterosexual partners to engage in lightly homoflexible behaviors, which is why we don't really see as many male-male-female um, threesomes. So let's talk about um, your idea as you're thinking about your first threesome. So you're going to think about who would be involved and um, and then and think about what specific activities you want to do. And then I think the next thing to think about, and we already talked about why, why do you want to do this? I think the next thing you want to think about is, okay, um, how are we going to arrange this between all of the people? Because the logistics of threesomes are quite complicated. That's a lot of what is in the threesomes 101 episode, right? It's yep, like, it's how, it. how are we logistically doing this? And so, you know, when you're thinking about your first threesome, um, you don't want to base it off of porn as we always, always suggest, right? You want to base it off of um, realistic ideas of what people want to engage with, with each other. And so, 
starting to think about, you know, um, logistically how some of these things work. So not only the setting up of the threesome, but like where you can have it, who has the biggest bed, start to think about, you know, where is a setting that is really comfortable to have a few people having sex in and start to think about, um, you know, what, what time of day, what type, what day of the week, like all of these things start to think about what are your ideals for you knowing yourself. So you can start to explore these options with people that you find that you're interested in. And I'm going to really encourage you to break away from some of those like meme sort of three ways that we see where it's all about fulfilling the needs of one of the three people. Um, your first three way should be about all of the people who are engaged in the sexual act, having a good time, getting something positive, having fun, having pleasure, having connection and intimacy. Um, if you're moving into a three way where it's only going to be fulfilling the fantasies and desires of one of the three people, you're probably not going to have a great time. I mean, unless you're the person who everyone else is fulfilling <laughs> their needs. So if that's you, um, but part of three ways, right? Part of that thought process, part of your first three way should be, how can we be attending to the needs of all of the people who are going to be engaged and involved? And I love spring, like how, who has the biggest bed? Where are their comfortable spaces? Um, but that, that setup is really important as well. But part of that setup should be making sure that everybody's going to get something good from what's happening. Yeah. And so when you're thinking about all of these things, you also want to think about how am I going to have these conversations with the people that are going to be involved in the threesomes, right? So you want to have a lot of conversations with those people, you know, conversations about what they want, like Andrew was just talking about. So we're meeting the needs of everybody, you know, what boundaries they have, what is um, definitely something they want to do, what their boundaries for no way definitely don't want to do that, where those lie, so that you can start to sketch out, okay, what are all the things that we might actually be able to do in the threesome, right? Because you need to take everyone's needs and desires into account. So you start to think about what you want, and then you have these conversations with them. And when you're thinking about planning this, you also want to say, all right, how am I going to do these conversations? How am I going to um, talk about these issues? Where are we going to do that? And am I going to have these conversations? one-on-one separately and then have it all together, kind of start to say like, what makes the most sense for all of the people involved? Absolutely. Um, And those conversations, like we talk about sexual communication for your first three-way, you want to have a lot of communication, right? With all of the parties involved before, during, and then after as well. Um, And we're going to talk more about that in just a minute. We need to take a short break, but we'll be right back to talk about what your first three-way should be like. All right, everybody, welcome back to The Sex Wrap. Today we're talking about three ways. This is our third episode about three ways, and we're we're talking about what it should be like for your first time. Um, and we were just talking about like conversations and some rules and how important all of that is um, and how making sure that all of the parties involved are part of those conversations. Um, we talked about it in some previous episodes. Uh, we talked about how important rules are. Um, I, I'm going to stress again, like, Three ways are not a time and a place for people to push rules and barriers. You set rules ahead of time and you adhere to them, stick to them throughout the entire act. Regardless, you don't change partway through. Um, That's where you start having really negative, messy three ways. So your first three way should be predicated by rules that are established, that all people agree to, that 
there is no pressing on those rules, right? Like things don't change. If you say like, well, there's no kissing on the lips, but then you're into the three-way and, and you're feeling hot and heavy and you really want some kissing on the lips with the third person, you don't ask for permission at that point. You listen to those rules and that's how you have a successful first three-way, right? You, like, you set the rules and then afterwards, that's where you can talk about it and be like, hey, I really liked it. It was really hot. I think if we do this again, I'd be interested in changing some of these rules, but you have rules, you stick with them, and then you can change them after. But you cannot change three-way rules in the middle, especially once, you know, often there's some drinking or alcohol that goes into first three ways. We don't recommend that. But if that's part of it, like that means you really have to stick to all of the rules that you set ahead of time. Yeah. And it's so important that um, we have all of these conversations in advance because when you get to that moment and you're all very excited, like uh, things can get very confusing, right? And there's three people involved and you also have to be like, okay, uh, who's starting where, who, where, who are, who's touching who, how are we like setting ourselves up here? And there's so many things to kind of think about and be aware of. Like it can be overwhelming for some people, you know, to have all of these sensations and all of these, um, things to, attend to and to pay attention to. So that's where all of these conversations in advance are really going to help you. And when you're really clear about those boundaries and what you want to have happen during the threesome, then you're much more likely to have an experience that everyone is happy with. And and that that's what we want for you, right? We want you to have this experience that feels like I did it. I had a threesome and no one got angry. <laughs> that, that, that's And everyone had. Wow. <laughs> we, we are setting the bar so low for your first threesome. Um, but like, but we, like we've said in these other episodes, um, you know, our whole lives we've been socialized and we've been trained to think about sex with one other person. And a lot of the conversations we have are about ownership over that other person's sex. Like they're the only person who I get my sexual needs fulfilled from and I am their only person. Um, and it takes some unlearning, right? If you want to have your first three-way, you have to do some personal work on yourself to get rid of those jealousy demons that sort of prance around in most people's heads. Um, you have to have really serious conversations and do a lot of introspection and reflection on your thoughts and how you can let go of some of that jealousy. Um, because the bad news is, right, the bad news for three ways is the vast majority of the time when people have three ways for the first time, if they haven't listened to our other episodes and this episode, <laughs> um, is it's not nice and they don't like it and bad things happen. And all of the worst emotions like jealousy and greed and envy and anger sort of get riled up. If you don't do your homework, that's what your first three way is going to be like. So Spring and I are saying like, there's homework that you need to do for yourself and you need to make sure that the other people that you're having sex with in this three way situation are doing enough of that homework as well. So that like if jealousy does start coming out, it's okay to pause and, and chat about it in the middle of the three-way. You're not going to ruin the event by saying like, hey, I'm having some anxiety or I'm having some shame or I'm having some guilt or I'm not really comfortable with this right now and I need to put a pause. Um, like you should probably have uh, an emergency word, a code red word, a everything needs to stop word as part of your three-way your first time. Like whatever the word is, if it's pineapple or if it's water bottle, those are things in front of me. I'm just saying words. <laughs> But making sure that there's spaces to stop things in process, right? Because three ways, we're not we're not taught to have sex with one other person, right? We, we, we talk about it all the time. Like we're taught to have sex by porn, 
which is horrible. Worst teacher ever. And then with normal, like with two people sex, like there are people around us who satellite around us who can give us good information. And there is ethically sourced pornography. And you might have a good sex ed class that helps you with that. None of that exists for three ways, right? So you're really just out there on your own. Um, and there aren't a lot of great sources, which is why we keep having more and more episodes, because these are great sources if you want to have a good first three-way. And let's talk about consent a little more. So Andrew brought up this idea, you know, of um, having a safe word. And I think that the consent idea is really important to revisit here. So we want to have um, consent from everybody involved, all three people. And we want to be checking in with everyone along the way and asking, you know, does, is everyone comfortable with this? Are you comfortable with this? And I think what's really nice um, is to set up in advance that if any one person feels uncomfortable, that the whole three-way stops, right? So it's not just like one person feels uncomfortable, they leave and the other two people keep having sex. Oh oh, oh no. no. (laughs) Because that is a recipe for everyone being upset later on, right? So you want to- end your relationship. (laughs) If like, if there's a three way and there's a couple and they invite a third person and then one of the couple leaves the room because they're uncomfortable and the other partner continues with the three way, like your relationship is over. Like a hundred- hundred percent. It's done. Like you cannot recover from that. (laughs) Right. So you want to have this agreement between everyone that, you know, we're entering into the sexual interaction altogether and it's not a two or three way. It's a three way that we're setting up. And so anytime that anyone feels uncomfortable for any reason, we're going to stop, we're going to have a conversation and then we'll decide, does everyone want to continue or do we stop it right there? And you can build check-ins along the way, like create a sexy playlist that stops after a certain amount of time that forces a check-in. Like there's lots of things that you can do as part of that process where that conversation is normalized, right? Like every X minutes, people change positions on bed. You know, it's like uh, female, female, male, female, 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 like just as you're changing up where people lie in the bed, like build it in like a game of Twister, but naked. Um <laughs> But like, put put those rules in and make those checks a part of the overall process. This is one of those times where you can't just be like, oh, well, well, if someone if someone needs to say something, they'll say it. They might not because it's high anxiety. It can be high stress and it can be really uncomfortable, especially that first time. So just, you know, build that scaffolding into whatever you're doing to make sure you ask those questions along the way. And. You can also talk to the people that you're going to be engaging in your threesome with in advance and say, you know, um, sometimes when I get nervous, I don't talk as much. And so if you notice me being really quiet, can you check in and ask me if I'm doing okay? Because sometimes it can be hard for you to state your needs um, in a threesome even more so than in a sexual interaction with one person. So I recommend you telling people, you know, what the, what the ways that that might show up for you are and giving them an idea of that so they can help you, um, in case you aren't feeling enough agency to say that on your own. Yeah. So it's really, once again, setting the stage where you're comfortable and that the people you're with understand the boundaries that you've set up and you're all actively working in to check in together. And that's with pre-conversation and pre-reflection and pre-work for jealousy. Um, If you feel those negative emotions bubbling up during, right, that's when you put a stop on it and be like, hey, I'm having a problem. And you might be able to work through it 
I think another rule that people need to set into all of their three ways is that like it needs to be you can stop for any reason with no one getting upset, no one getting angry, no one trying to push boundaries and continue as well. Um, and if you do that, the chances are you'll either have another one and be successful or you'll be able to pick it up and continue once everybody sort of gets back into that comfortable zone once again. And that's the main thing that you want for a fun, exciting, great threesome experience is for everyone to feel comfortable. So even though it might feel a little scary to have some of these conversations in advance, these conversations are going to be what helps everyone feel comfortable and safe and then ready to explore and have fun together. So it's not like we're giving you homework for the sake of homework. (laughs) We're giving you homework so that this can be a good experience. And we want it to be good. We want it to be great. Let's see. Anything else that we should say for your first time? Oh, yeah. The setup for the we didn't talk about this in previous episodes. Um, Do things all three of people do together that aren't sexual before you get to the three way, right? Like, do something fun, dance a little bit together, even if you're dancing inside, eat a meal together, have a couple drinks together. If there's a hot tub, everybody get into the hot tub. Spring's eyes just lit up when I said the word hot tub. Hot tubs are favorite. Um, But do things that get all of you together in a close physical proximity that have playful touch, right? To sort of set the stage. Um, If you can make it through like massages in a hot tub or all three of you huddled up under a blanket watching Euphoria on Netflix, that's actually a horrible show for a three-way. Don't watch that one. (laughs) Um, But but, I mean, like do those kind of things ahead of time. Like for your first three-way, you really want to set the stage. And that's how you build comfort with other people as well. Like you don't want to be like, hey, and then strip and go into a bed. Like you want to be like, hey... Let's actually chat and get comfortable and sort of bring down our barriers and get a little bit closer and be playful with touch and be playful with emotion and be playful with all of our communication and then have that more naturally progress into sex. And I think that whatever activity it is that you set up beforehand, I think the more that it is using your body, the better it's going to be for moving in towards sexual activity. So like watching a movie where you're all just sitting there, even if you're cuddled together, is a little less ideal, right? Because you're all in your own heads. <laughs> you're, you're all just thinking like about the three. So later you're getting nervous. You're like going through whatever in your mind. So um, something that you can engage more with your bodies to and start to feel your bodies in certain ways. So, you know, something physical, you could go for a walk, you could go for a hike, you could do some yoga, you can dance, like anything that, you know, you're like doing things together. You could play Twister, you know, like any of these things. You could even like, you can even like, play a game of charades, you know, you're like using your body, you're having fun, you're laughing, like anything that is um, using your bodies together. That's my recommendation, but definitely like hot tubs, massages. Yes. Think of the sexy versions of those things too, but how can you get your bodies involved in a like safe way to start to feel comfortable together, start to feel present in your body and then get really fun. <laughs> With all of that said, like Spring and I, if you are interested in three ways, this is now the third episode. We want you to have them successfully. If you don't want them, that is 100% okay, right? Like if you don't feel pressured into it, um, for some people, they'll never have one. And that's totally okay. Like, and that, that, like, there's no question asked. Like, you don't have to have one if you don't want to have one. But 
if you have that little interest, that little naggling interest in the back of your head, a little voice that's ever said that might be fun, hopefully across these episodes, there's enough content for you to get yourself to the point where you can get there and have a really happy and successful three-way. And you know, that part where it's like, I'm not sure I want to have that. Don't let that scare you. I I invite you to explore it, to have some conversations. Like if you're a little nervous about it, that's okay. Um, But, you know, Andrew said a lot of people will never have them. And that's true. And you know what else is true? A lot of people will never have a good one. (laughs) Right. And that's because so few people want to do the homework, right? They just want to like throw themselves into it. They're nervous. Let's just try this. Um, And so a lot of stories we hear about people's threesomes are very uncomfortable, very awkward, very jealousy filled stories. And um, that's, that's what we don't want. So, so here we are homework, definitely do your homework and then if you are still interested after you've done all your homework, then you can set one up. (laughs) I have one more recommendation. It's kind of illegal in parts of the country. (laughs) So if you are a couple and you're interested in a three-way and you don't want to do a lot of the finding another person, um, in many parts of the country, there are escorts and professional sex workers whose job it is to make you comfortable and to have these kind of interactions with you. That is something like we should do an episode about sex work. We should answer some of those questions. Um, There are professionals who are out there who will, whose job it is to make you comfortable, to make sure that all of the sex is safe, to make sure that the fantasy is fulfilled without any of the potential emotional baggage or potential jealousy or social issues that can come with it as well. But um, we'll talk more about that in a future episode. We do have a bunch of questions about sex work, so we should probably... Yes, put it on our list. Put it on our very long list. (laughs) All right. Anything else? Any final words of wisdom about threesomes before we close out today's episode, Spring? I I think we said this a little bit, but I just want to reemphasize that the conversation afterward is so important. That's what's going to ensure future good interactions with both of those people that you had the threesome with. So, you know, definitely check in after, talk about, you know, after you've calmed down, like after you've all peed and you've all gotten some water and then you're like sitting around then then is the time to say like okay how did everyone feel what what might we want to change if we did this again um and that's really important to have this like um understanding of what everybody's experience was um so that everyone feels heard everyone feels like they have like some closure around that and then everyone ends feeling really safe as well yeah i love those questions like what could i do better what could have i how could i have performed better um and then just like take the criticisms that people give you as a way to grow and get better Yeah. All right, everybody. So if you have any questions about this episode or any other follow-up questions, um, we can have our 4G episode next where we move (laughs) from three ways to 4Gs. Um, 
Feel free to reach out to us. We will answer any question that you have about sex, sexual health, love, relationships, anything at all. We, we'd love to chat with you. Um, you can call us at uh, 413-I-RAP-IT. That's RAP with a W. Um, you can send us an email. We're thesexrap at gmail.com. And you should definitely check out our Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at The Sex Rap. Thanks for listening, everyone. Bye. For everything that you were too afraid to ask at home, too embarrassed to ask at school, or just too af- Music for this episode provided by the ever-elusive and mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. The Podglomerate. A Sonic Universe.